Hello and welcome to another episode of the Melton True Blue Podcast. This is episode 14 and we are accompanied by Mr. Dustin Molinax here. Um, road tra- tra- training program. Training program. <laughs> I, that is like my, I cannot say words today and I'm going to stumble on that a couple more times, but I'll try it again. Training program supervisor of our road training team. Correct. I was trying to fit that all into one word and it's a little harder than, than you think. Yeah, it runs so, together, yep. And uh, coming up on eight years. Correct, yep, With August mom. will be eight years for me. Okay, awesome, well we're gonna, we're gonna travel back in time eight years here in a little bit, but um, first I wanna talk about some of the stuff you're doing outside of work right now. Uh, training for a marathon. Half for marathon, a, correct. Half, half marathon. marathon, okay, yep. and that's how many, is that 13? 13.1 miles. Okay. So started training two weeks ago and the race is April 20th. And what inspired you to get on this half marathon train? The big thing is, you know, I just want to push myself both mentally and physically. Yeah. And I've never been a strong distance runner. Okay. So just picking up that, uh, I just actually saw a Facebook ad one day and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm just 12 weeks out. Why not push my body, push my mind? How, you, how are you feeling a few weeks into training? Uh, my body's getting used to it now. Okay. I mean, it's still rough. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard getting out of bed and getting those long runs in. Yeah. But, you know, we feel accomplished. Uh, are you a podcast guy on the run? Are you a music guy on the run? So I Silent? used to have just like a normal running playlist I would listen to, okay. but I got tired of it, got burned out Sure. So when you're running night, for that long, you go through the yeah. playlist pretty quick. So on Wednesday, I actually took a day off and I did a six mile run. I listened to the Eminem um, Recovery Okay, album. yeah. Uh, and then last night, afraid. it was uh, Hysteria by Def Leppard. You're, so you are all over the place You're all over the place. Right place yeah. Whatever sounds good in that moment, that's all I'm listening to. All right, it. sounds so. good. But no podcast. No podcast music. Uh, I've heard... Someone actually mentioned that to me about a podcast. Yeah, so I think when audio I get book, a little bit yeah. longer of a run, then I'll start doing that. And your, I think your last Facebook post was six points. Yep, six point two miles. Six point two. Is yep. that so the longest a, you've done? A ten k. Um, in the training program, yes. Okay. So each week it'll progress. And what did you finish your time at with the six point two? Right at an hour. Wow, that's that's awesome, dude. So what's what's your mile at right now? Is uh, average pace. I would say probably eight and a half, eight forty-five. That's a great mile. That's so a great mile for somebody that's never seen themselves as a runner. Yeah, I'll take it. It's only I, gonna get better. It was funny. I was just looking up like world record mile time. And I think it was sub four thirty, which yeah. is just insane. Yeah, sub four. I've seen right around that four uh, top right. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That it might have been, it might have been sub four, not sub four thirty. But I, like, I just try to picture that and like myself. I'm probably you know eight eight minute nine minute mile guy. Um, and I can't imagine a sub four mile. I can't imagine a sub seven, sub six mile. That's insane. No, that's not um, too fast. Maybe one of these days. But. And I also just hate running. It's just not, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things I think it's a, an acquired taste. Um, I, I like sprints, you know, uh, growing up, you know, school, uh, sprints are always a thing. I never really a long distance runner myself. Um, I would love to get into it because they always say you get the runners high and you feel you know really good afterwards. Is that true or is it just, is it just torture afterwards? No, honestly, I, I do feel that runner's high. Okay. Um, I think some people kind of romanticize it a little bit. Okay, yeah. I mean, some it. days are better than others, but you know, you definitely, I would say more of a sense of accomplishment okay. rather than a high. That okay. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, you just, knowing that you complete something, you're doing it early in the mornings, late at night. So, yeah, just wherever I have time, you know, job, kids, wife, yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, you gotta yeah, find yeah. time when you can. Yeah, man. and you got the whole family now, man. Yeah, so wife and. Three kids. Three kids. Three yep, kids. Okay. Yep. Yep. And, um, All girls. Yeah, I say you're, you are. Um, <laughs> House, the house has turned on you, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Three, I'm, I'm outnumbered. Yeah, very, very quickly. <laughs> they make the rules. Uh, I just pay the bills. And what are the ages? Seven, nine, and twelve. Okay. What's the What's the funnest age right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're it, the girls are all their own unique person. Yeah. So they're all three completely different. Okay. Uh, you ask me different day, I'm gonna give you a different answer. Okay. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but you've seen your fair share of you know Frozen and. 
uh, all all the Disney. Oh, Prince now movies. they're they're obsessed with Taylor Swift. Oh, oh, really? So okay, we wow. can't go anywhere without Taylor Swift being on the radio. Okay, that's. Uh, I feel like everyone's on that. I'm right. a Swifty. But Seven, nine, nine, twelve, thirty-five, forty. I think no matter what age, you can find a Swifty. No. Uh, I think probably probably the most popular person in the world right now. I'd oh, hundred percent. You know, it's yeah. uh, and just won her thirteenth Grammy or fourteenth. I think it was. 13th, 13th grade. But they're yeah. excited for the Super Bowl to, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, to see her, see her on, on TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And hopefully she'll make it because I know they're, she's flying in from Japan. Or oh, she'll like that. Yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll make it. Yeah. And there's all these numbers. Like, so 13th is her lucky number. They're playing the 49ers. 9 plus 4, 13. Um, the, uh, what are the other ones? The flight from Japan to Las Vegas is 13 hours. Um, and then I saw the uh, from Kansas City to Vegas, like the flight numbers is like yeah. 1989 and yeah. 87. Yeah, so, so there's all these you know the stars are aligning. Yeah, the stars are aligning. Um, I'm I'm starting to believe in the NFL scripting now. Um, so I think the NFL wants nothing more to see you know Travis Kelsey get on one knee at the 50 yard line after they win a Super Bowl, propose Taylor Swift. Anybody's um, topping that proposal? No, I don't think anyone's <laughs> gonna top that one. Yeah, and then my my last thing before we get into melon work is, um, did you hear who's singing the national anthem? Reba McIntyre, that's Ma- my girl. That's I my know, girl. and I was thinking like the most televised event in the world, and Reba. Reba. And I, nothing against Reba at all, but just like could you know represent Oklahoma. I agree, and it's kind of cool to see. Now she's got a restaurant that opened up. Uh, where did that open up at? Was it? Is it a Toka? I want to say it? it's a Toka. A Toka, yeah. yeah. I know she's um, kind of like doing like, the whole pioneer moment with the restaurant and stuff like that. So um, it's cool to see. But I was like. I heard that. I was like, what a random pick for, for a national anthem. If they have Reba, then uh, Post Malone is singing, like, America the Beautiful right afterwards. Oh, really? I didn't so, hear that. I know Usher's totally doing, doing so. halftime, um, so it'll be cool to see. I'm excited. Who do you have winning that one, by the way? Chiefs or 49ers? My heart says the uh, Chiefs, but yeah. I think the 49ers, man, their offense. So just, if you're betting money, you're betting for the 49ers, but rooting for the Chiefs? Rooting for the Chiefs, correct. Okay, that's... I, I don't know where I'm at. I'm just I'm kind of hoping for a good ball game. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to blow out on, on either end. Um, so certainly excited for it. It's going to be a great Super Bowl. Any big plans? Are you just hanging out with family? Just watching at home. Yeah, I did the same thing. I texted a few buddies. Uh, I'm really late at planning things. So like, you know, I texted them today's Friday. I texted them yesterday. I'm like, hey, do you guys have any plans for Super Bowl Sunday? Like, yeah, like three months ago, I got plans. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Just, just making sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll probably just be me, the wife, and, and some family. So, um, anyways, all right. Well, um, now that we've gotten our pop culture out of the way and a little bit about you. Um, let, let's throw it back eight years ago, coming up on eight years, eight years in August, correct? Correct, correct. Um, Throw us back to walking into Melton Truck Lines um, the first time you walked in the door. So how'd you hear about us? What were you coming in for? So I knew nothing about the industry before I started here. Um, I, someone mentioned it, had, or I applied online, had an interview, knew nothing about the industry. So like the night before my interview, I Googled everything I needed to know, yeah. tried to just you know fake it till I make it sure. sort of thing. Uh, so I had my interview, I remember with uh, Matt Kennedy first and then Lisa Mason. Okay, and what was the position that you interviewed for? Uh, interviewed for job manager. Okay. So at that time, that position didn't work out, but then a couple of months later, they had called me up and said, hey, we got this extended coverage position that we think would fit you well. Um, I had actually was on day one at a new job and Milton called. And I was like, I'm sorry, man, this is an opportunity I've been wanting yeah. for the last you know, six months at this point. So I hopped on it. And, you know, the rest has been history. I haven't looked so, back since. And I yeah, back. I think your career path is, is really cool too. Um, coming from extended coverage in the operations world, um, now the road training world. Um, and, and I think we should probably tell folks a little bit more about extended coverage. So I don't think we've had anyone on the podcast um, from extended coverage. And so um, obviously with, with all of our trucks and all of our assets, um, we have to be a 24-7 operation, right? There can't be any downtime. Um, a driver may need a phone call. A customer may need a phone call. Um, and especially when you're working... Um, you know, with, with all 48 states, um, different time zones. We have to have someone here live um, at all times. And 
extended coverage is, is what I say is the backbone, right? You know, as soon as you know the the seven to four and the eight to fives walk out the door, um, extended coverage flips the switch, and and pretty much everything goes to Correct. that team. They're, they're every department. I mean, they handle some logistics, they handle safety, operations, outside repair, yeah. anything you name it. Claims, I mean, claims, yeah. exactly. I mean, yeah. I, I think extended coverage truly is unsung heroes at Melbourne. I I agree, and um, you know, it's one of those things where you're wearing so many different hats. Um, I, I tell everyone on this podcast, and I tell folks you know, that I interview, um, and I, I've used this analogy several times, so it's probably getting old by now, but um, to become the Swiss Army Knife of Melbourne Truck Lines, know every tool, right? Well, I don't think there's a better spot than extended coverage to really learn that side of it, because oh, you're exactly. doing uh, not maintenance as well, right? Calling outside repair, and, and uh, literally every department flips that extended coverage team um, when, when they turn on, and there's no stop until we get back. And so what were your hours? I, I know you work pretty much every shift there is. So my main shift was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and every other Wednesday. I worked from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Wow. Yeah. So I, I had the, the ideal shift. I mean, there's a couple that work overnights or some. What, what's the overnight shift? Uh, they do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and every other. They rotate their Saturdays. So okay. I still have Saturday, but it's still 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So everybody 6 on the six a.m. eleven or twelve hour shift. Wow. Yeah, I, I can barely make it to ten o'clock, uh, ten p.m. Um, so the six p.m. to six a.m. I, I don't think my body could physically do it. No, I couldn't do it. Uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't try. I respect them. Yeah, and, and you're still doing. Are you still doing some extended cover shifts? Correct. Or? I'm actually oh, working this Sunday. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm covering a shift in. So I do that. Um, maintain a good relationship with operations. Yeah. So when they need help, you know, I, I enjoy it. Pivot um, over. So, yep. And it's. It's just like riding a bicycle. You don't forget yeah. that stuff. So yeah, especially, you know, what, six years in extended coverage or five? Five in extended before I switched oh, over. And so let's talk about that switch real quick. So five years in extended, a new opportunity came up in, on the road training side. And who reached, or how did that process go? Uh, it was just, I kind of had like some uh, professional goals for myself sure. that yeah. I wanted. Um, at that five-year mark, my youngest was going to be in school. Uh, I was going to be finished with my bachelor's degree yeah. that I actually used Milton's tuition papers yeah. before. Uh, so at that time frame, I was just ready for something Monday through Friday with you know normal hours. Yep. Uh, so that position kind of opened up, and it was with Lisa uh, Glenn, yep. who I, she actually came from operations as well. Sure. Loved working with her. Uh, she invested a lot in me whenever I was in operations. So when that opportunity came up, worked for her. You know, something really caught my eye and kind of stars just a lot. So just you're a Lisa person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa. She's a great manager. Uh, well, I love Lisa Mason and then Lisa. Yeah, it's something about the Lisas here in Melton. They, <laughs> they are great at their work. Yeah, if so. any other Lisas out there, no. Um, yeah, <laughs> Lisa Bags and Carol. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wherever you want to, wherever is Lisa, um, that's what we'll follow. But um, I, I think it's really neat. And you talked about the tuition reimbursement program. That's one thing we haven't talked about on the podcast. Um, really awesome tool. Um, that a lot of folks have utilized that tuition reimbursement. So um, when you came here, you had an associate's? No, I had probably roughly maybe 30 credits or so. I okay. did one year of college, one and a half years of college before I joined the Navy Reserves. Okay. And then after I came back, finished my training for the Navy Reserves is whenever I found Milton. Right. And um, so you, you walked in with 30 credit hours and then finished your bachelor's and how yep. many So years? finished my associate's. I took, I yeah. think two and a half semesters maybe of that, uh, and then graduated my bachelor's in December of 2021. So I started back in the spring of 18, okay. and then graduated December 2021. So in that, I tried to keep just about 12 hours per sure. semester, that way I was That's, a, that's a full-time, so. is full-time student 16? 12. 12. Yeah, so I was yeah. still technically a full-time student, but you know, I had work, I had the kids obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're you know, doing all their, uh, so, but Melton was really good about working with me. Good. You know, the come in an hour early, leave an hour early to get yeah. to class, so. Well, and the tuition reimbursement program itself, 
um, saves you a ton of money, right? I oh, mean, correct. So, yeah. um, what, what we do there, and, and we'll, we'll put some um, information on this video about the tuition reimbursement program, but essentially um, we pay, ba pay back a percentage of the tuition um, based on grades and all that kind of stuff. And um, you went and got your uh, business degree, correct? Correct. Yep, yep. yep. And yeah, and you mentioned the grades. I mean, that was motivating too. Uh, you know, I'd never been one that was just like running. Never yeah. really big on school. You know, I, I did the work, but never really put effort forward. Sure. But, you know, when that percentage pays more, you get an A or B. Yeah. You know, I took my GPA up a couple points yeah. just based on that <laughs> extra motivation. And where so, did you finish your degree at? Northeastern State. Yeah, NSU. Yep. Yeah, is NSU. this a Broken Arrow one? Or yep, you, NSU Broken Arrow. Yeah, great program there and one of our great partner schools as well. We have a lot of NSU alumni, myself included here. Um, that, that come from that school, and so we certainly love that program there, and, and they do a fine job. Their business program is, is really good. Oh, it's great. Yeah, uh, I feel like I learned a lot, and yeah. I, um, I was really big about, I like the fact going to school while I'm working, because sure. I knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. Yeah. And so everything that I was learning, I could apply to my professional career. So in my yeah. opinion, to help me retain. Yeah, I see what you're saying, right? Yeah, so um, based on someone you know graduating and then coming into the workforce, but versus being in the workforce and then learning it, I think you kind of pick up on some more real life skills that way you know you're you're not just staying and listening to the class and, and applying it to something in the future you're applying it to what you're doing right now exactly um and so that's a really cool thing as well um to kind of go back to school um now i've got a little bit of an itch that will that will uh fall off as soon as i leave this room to go back and, and finish <laughs> my and finish hey, my master's yeah that's um, a thought as mine right now too <laughs> yeah so. yeah so i don't know i'm gonna get that itch away right now because i just can't think about that um but it does seem like a fun thing to do i think i'd be better in school now um, than i was uh, my, my college years for sure, just because like you said, I think I've learned a lot. Um, being in the field and, and taking that to school um, certainly changes the pace of, of what you're learning um, in college. So I'm very cool, proud of you for doing that as well. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about the road training program. Um, very different from operations. Can you kind of give an overview um, to our listeners on what the road training program is? So the drivers that come to us without, I think they have a six months experience or more to go directly to their truck. If they come to Melton without uh, any experience or less than that six months, uh, they do one week at pre-hire evaluation, mm -hmm. and then once they're done with pre-hire evaluation, they come to us at road training. Okay. Uh, what we do is we, that three-week period that they're out with the trainer, which will require 21 days, uh, which you learn a lot at 21 days, but you're not going to learn everything about this industry. Sure, sure. So we just kind of uh, see them through uh, that process. So when they come to us, that first Monday, what we're doing is we're pairing them with trainers based off of their preferences. So if you're a smoker, we're going to put you the trainer that smokes. Yep. Uh, if you're okay with the pet, we have some trainers that do have pets. Uh, some like to see how that lifestyle, um, you know, how to kind of have, how to handle a pet on the road because they're new to it. Uh, then we're looking, we meet with the guys from pre-hire evaluation. They're yeah. telling us their learning styles, uh, how they interact with their peers. Uh, we're pairing based off that. So our goal is to ultimately have uh, both trainer and trainee have the best experience possible. Yeah, so you're essentially a matchmaker. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. So right. when we have, I would say, I think last time we checked, like a 98% success rate wow. on yeah. our pairings. So we take it real serious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and tough question, do you know how many road trainers we have on the road currently in the fleet? 100 and, I would say roughly 130, 140-ish. Yeah. So almost almost 150. So active, yeah, actively, up. as of today, on a truck, I think we have 96. Wow. So we never require our trainers to take a training. Sure. So if they're willing, uh, make commit to the full three-week period. Then water and there's some incentives for those drivers as well, correct? That that want to be a trainer, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, to be become a trainer, they have to have one year experience at Melton, mm -hmm. uh, good safety record, good operations record. We do a week long. Um, I like to call it an interview process because we are kind of getting a feel for these guys sure. while they're there yeah. uh, before they become a trainer. Uh, but then you know they get paid based on 
We have a tier-based pay system. Uh, so it, it just boosts our earning potential, but a lot of these guys like to give back. Uh, you know, they're, a lot of them prior military as well. And yeah. so they've helped people in the military, so now this gives them an opportunity to do so you know, in the civilian world. Yeah, and I, I think the uh, training program is so neat. Um, I, I did a few of the uh, train-the-trainer classes in, in, my, in my stint here. Um, and the folks who are um, drivers and, and want to become a trainer, I, I strongly encourage it. It's, it's one of the, um, it, I don't think there's a better feeling, and, and that's a relationship that sticks, right? You know, I'm sure who, you know who you remember, you started with your first day here at Melton, right? Another coworker, um, same with me, and, and you kind of stick together, right? Well, that trainer, after the three-week period, they don't just fall off and disappear. No. Uh, it's, it's a connection you make with somebody, right? It's, yep. a, it's a phone number you have that you can text, you can call, um, they're there for you. Um, and it may be a load that you guys didn't see over the road in, in, in the 21 day process. Well, great, give this guy a call who's been doing this for a long time, he's been doing this for years, um, and is a shoulder to lean on. Um, so I encourage all of, our, all of our drivers who are listening, if you're interested in the road training program, um, becoming a trainer, please reach out to Dustin. Um, he can get you set up. And also for our new drivers coming in, um, I, I think it's a really good and beneficial tool. You know, I, I don't think, uh, especially in this industry, there, we can't just feed people to the wolves, right? Hey, here's your keys. Go hit it. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's just it's not a safe thing. It's, to yeah, it's a uh, crash course. No pun intended, right? Correct. Um, and so, you know, just like we do here in the office, you know, we do job shadows and, and weeks of training to learn your job. Well, you're doing the same thing over the road, right? Um, and, and creating friends, creating memories in the meantime as well. But um, also, it gives you the idea when you get on that truck solo, um, you have some of that experience. You've seen some of the loads. You've talked to a veteran in, in, in this industry and someone who's been driving for a while and, and can give you some tips and tricks. Um, on, on where to park or, or where to stop or how to use our, our loves discount, whatever it may be. Um, and so, like I said, I, I think it's a really neat program um, that, that does a lot of benefit and, and our drivers who go through that program um, probably have a longer, and, and I don't know here, probably have a longer tenure with Melton, I assume. Yeah, yeah and so uh, one thing too about the training program is it builds confidence. Sure. Uh, so the way we do it, like the third week, the trainer is pretty much stepping back when the trainee is pretty much taking over that truck. Yeah. So they know that they can pick up, they can deliver, they can do every step in between themselves. So that way when they get their own truck, they don't feel like they've been fed to the wolves. Right. You know, they, they know they have what it takes, they can do it. Uh, they just don't have to swing a passenger seat with their you know, help them out. Sure. Yeah, and, and one more thing I'll add to that is um, we don't use this as a team driving experience, right? I, I know a lot of other companies out there um, will use the training program to, to get more hours in, right, and, and team drive. So um, if your trainer is awake, um, or excuse me, if your trainee is awake, the trainer is awake. If your trainer is asleep, you're asleep. Correct. Um, yeah, my truck takes a full 10 hour break. Yeah. So we do it, you know, best possible. We don't want, you don't get anything out of that, in my opinion. I, no, I agree. Yeah, the team driver thing is is yeah. You you're you're driving while you're driving the other person sleeping. You're taking a break in the back. Um, what are you learning from that? Exactly. Benefit of the company, but are you right. getting anything and, out of that? And training? we would rather we would rather have our drivers come out of that truck feeling confident, feeling secure, feeling that they know what they're doing, and being a productive driver quicker um, than just throwing them into a team driver scenario, getting more hours out of them. Um, so I, I think the training program we've built here and, and you've helped build. Um, has certainly, um, you know, is certainly appealing to me if I'm a driver, right? If, if I'm someone who's new to the industry um, or someone who's been here in the industry, maybe I've been driving van, reefer, um, or, or first time driving a flatbed, um, certainly uh, appealing. And then also the, the veterans of the, of the field, you know, the drivers have been doing this for 10 years. Uh, you know, I think the program's a little bit smaller for those folks, right? Correct. Yeah. If, if you have more than six months experience, uh, even if you do come from a different industry, yep. You know, if, if you request to call the trainer, we're never going to tell you no. You know, we're here to make sure everybody succeeds. Sure. So if you go through the week of pre-hire evaluation, you still feel you need some securement, um, which is normally with 
guys going for a different industry. They can right. drive. Yeah. It's just the securement aspect. Sure. Then we have our regional fleet where they're touching freight every single day that we can put those guys with to get additional uh, securement uh, experience. Yes, absolutely. Very cool. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about the road training team and the road training program. Uh, I think it's one of the neatest tools we have here at Melton and it sets us apart from different carriers and, and different companies as well. So um, if you're a driver listening, um, current or, or a driver that's looking to come on the fleet, um, please reach out to Dustin and the road training team or call a recruiter and learn more about that road training program because they're certainly well equipped to answer those questions as well. Um, any, any great stories that come to mind in your, in your years at road training? Any really cool success stories? Uh, you share? It's, it's pretty cool. You know, I've been out there two years now. Yep. So, you know, like I mentioned, it's a year before they become a trainer. Seeing some of these guys that have went through the training program and that may have had some struggles, yeah. you know, make it to that one year at Mark at Melton or, you know, coming up on two years uh, and then them becoming a trainer. Yeah. You know, it's somebody that you're a little iffy on and when they came through the program, but, you know, we were aware of their struggles, uh, but they pushed through it. Uh, you know, you kind of get like that emotional attachment to these guys. Yeah. Like, I feel like a proud dad every time <laughs> they come back and get their truck. Sure. Uh, so, you know, seeing them stick it out because, you know, this industry, it's not for everybody. No, it's a hard industry. Yeah. But when you see that and, you know, they come through, they, they're giving us high fives, they're telling us stories, you know, how much they enjoy it, how thankful they are for us. Uh, you know, stuff like that, it's, it's real heartwarming. Sure. Um, so just seeing that, you know, that step through the whole process, uh, that's one thing I really like about my position. Yeah, so. awesome. Love that. And, and Dustin, what can you say? I, I know, you know, being at Melton for as long as you have, um, I, I know you and I have uh, played a lot of basketball together, done a lot of sporting events together. Um, what can you say about Melton as an overall just culture fit for an employee, an office employee? Okay. One thing I've noticed is that, you know, people just enjoy coming to work. Sure. Yeah. You know, I've worked at places where everybody around has been miserable. But, but here, you know, People are smiling. They're welcoming you. Uh, you know, they might be having a bad day, but they're not going to show. You know, it's uh, we're uplifting. We we motivate one another. Uh, I feel that each department here we're cohesive. Yeah. Uh, we all we're all here for the same common goal. Sure. You know, we all want to be successful. Uh, I mean, never worked somewhere young, which twenty nine, but yeah. never worked somewhere with the culture that rivals what Melton has. Yeah, and you know, we've been doing this podcast. We're on episode fourteen right now. And I, I hope our audience can start seeing the trend. And, and I'm not paying these people to say these things beforehand, I promise you, otherwise I'd be broke. Um, it's just true. And, and some of the simplest things, you know, like you mentioned, uh, coming here and feeling uh, the smiles on people's faces, feeling that people are excited to come to work. Um, those small things are so impactful, right? Because, you know, you mentioned you work in places that are just miserable and you know everyone else is miserable too. Well, how should that make me feel? I mean, now I'm miserable automatically, right? When you're surrounded by miserable people. Uh, but when you walk in here, it's kind of, it's hard to be that miserable person because there's there's no one else around you. You're you're the one miserable person, and um, you know everyone has bad days, everyone has tough days, and and that's time to lean on your team, right? You know I, I know I've walked in a uh, bad day, and my team you know immediately says, hey, what's going on, right? What's up? Uh, didn't sleep last night. What's what's going on? And I can vent to them, and they say, well, hey, you know, let me get some work from you. What can I take over for you? What can I do for you today? Um, and, and those things are are what. Um, you know, keeps me coming back to the doors of Melton, right? Yeah. It's just the team that we have. And here. one thing I like too is the leadership. They truly care. Yeah. You know, they're not just in that's to use in a pulley. Yeah. Eight to five. You know, they they care about what's going on outside of work. Sure. Uh, Lisa Mason. Yeah. You know, I appreciate basketball inside as well. Right. So she's always asking. Yeah, it's a new new adventure for you right now, right? So, yeah. Yeah, just kind of doing it all right now. Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out what I like doing, but you know, she's investing in that. She'll ask me questions. Um, got VPs asking about my kids. You know, I. Uh, see them in the gym. It's just normal conversation. Uh, they truly care about you as a person, not just as you know somebody in a seat doing that work for them. Yeah. So, uh, I think the culture really starts at the top of the leadership, and then it just, you know, it's it's contagious. Yeah, it, it really is. And when you see it from the top, 
Um, it, it's a good example, obviously, but um, I think you see it all throughout um, every level of, of Melton. And you know, I, I think we're fairly flat as a company. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of big, huge companies have you know 25 tiers, right? And, and I think we're a fairly flat company as far as um, leadership goes, and I, and I like that, right? Um, because the um, the hierarchy isn't so far away from you, right? If I'm working at um, you know. Uh, Tesla, the odds of me meeting Elon Musk are pretty pretty slim, right? Yep. Um, the odds of me running into Bob Peterson here are, are very high, and him saying, "Hey, how you doing, Taryn? Good to see you," um, is almost a, a weekly event. And, and those small things are, are really cool too. Yep. Having that personal connection to, um, you know, the, the CEO, the CFO, the COO, um, CIO, those people. Um, means a lot, and, and they invest in you. They know who you are. You're not just a number. So even for the golf tournaments that you yeah. host, uh, one year I was paired with Bob, yeah. and then the next year I was paired with Bob. I'm sorry for that. So and, and oh, Dustin, hey, uh, we won. Yeah, <laughs> we won. Well, yeah. That's all that matters. Let's let's unless team was a little stacked. Let's be honest here. <laughs> yeah. um, and it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was not Dustin. Um, but we have a good time with those two, and and like I say it gives you an opportunity to go play golf. Um, with the CEO, you would say you were Bob one year. That yeah, was Bob one year, and then the next year was Robert Reagan. Robert, yeah. So yeah. Um, so CEO and, and CFO. And CFO. Yeah, and yeah. so you know you get to you get to learn a little bit about them outside of work as well. You talk golf with them. Yeah, they're, um, they're normal people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're all here for the right reasons too. They're all humans. Um, but yeah, I think like you said, uh, rings really true here at Melton. Um, not just being a number, people are invested in you not only um, from your team level but also uh, upper management level as well. Um, I would love to talk to you more about officiating, but I think we're running out of time on the podcast here. Um, so Dustin, thank you so much for having uh, for coming on the podcast. Um, good luck to you on your half marathon. I know you're going to crush Appreciate it. it you're going to do great yeah, thank things. You. Appreciate that. Um, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Melton True Blue podcast. If you'd like to be on the podcast, please give me a call um, or Miss Emily Bump a call as well. Um, and also, please share this video. Uh, we do a lot of fun things here at Melton, and this podcast is certainly one of them. So feel free to share this on YouTube, Facebook, or wherever you may share some of your social media events. Thanks.